Today's reading is from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 13. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and I, if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to all, put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully even as I have been fully known. And now, faith, hope and love abide. These three, and the greatest of these is love. Here ends reading. Sounds like the, the kind of reading that you get at a wedding, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, you, you may have had that reading at your own wedding. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13 is... Uh, a passage that is often read at a wedding. What, what do we wear to a wedding? So uh, I, I think I would feel underdressed uh, if I was at a wedding right now. You, I think most people here, is there anyone that feels like they wouldn't be underdressed for a wedding? <laughs> so some people are willing to, to wear what they want uh, to a wedding. Uh, but typically you would find uh, this passage at a, at a wedding uh, event and we have certain expectations as to how things will look, what people will wear, how a service will run. A few nights ago I had a, a dream and I've had this dream a couple of times. And in, in the middle of the, the dream I realized that there's a, a wedding happening. It's, I, th I think it's like a renewal of vows or, or something and... Uh, we're planning, everyone is there in the church and the, the order of service is there and I'm looking and going, that, that, that order of service is not quite right. That's not the way I, I would want it. It's, it's the way it's kind of ordered in the way that it's meant to be in the book, but it's not the way I want it. Oh, that, that's all right, I, I can work around that. Time's running late, the, the time is, is short. I, I realize what I'm wearing is not what everyone else is wearing and uh, I, I realize... Uh, that the clothes I have on are not necessarily what is expected. The service was expected, but I'm wearing different clothes. 
interesting dream at the, the end of that point. I never quite get to the, the part where the ceremony actually happens. Uh, but that was the dream. As I prayed about it and talked with God about this particular dream, uh, what, he, what he reminded me about is that, that often in life uh, we, we have church clothes, the kind of clothes that, that you would wear, that people expect you to wear, uh, not necessarily the, the clothes that we're given uh, as Christians. Paul in Colossians says, Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds together everything together in perfect harmony. Clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So church clothes are the clothes that we wear uh, that we think will impress other people, what we think other people expect us to wear. Christian clothes are the clothes that God gives us to wear in this world. Now, now this dream, I, I think I was wearing clothes that were a gift to me by God, but I wanted to wear the clothes that everyone else was wearing. I, I think we often want to wear the clothes that please other people. But Paul in Colossians, uh, here he says, clothe yourselves in love to a church that is figuring out how to use their spiritual gifts as a gift from God. He, he's saying actually, you need to clothe yourself in love. Love is God's plan for his church. Uh, so what does it look like for us to, to know and wear love? Uh, I think the, the first transition for understanding love for us as, as Christians is this one of understanding that, that God loved us uh, and sent his son for us in order that we might be reconciled to him. So, so we, we begin to understand that God sent his son Jesus, that, that love is displayed on the cross as he died for us and for our sins, and we understand that as love. Uh, that's something that we begin to believe and we have a confidence of as we grow in faith that God did this for us, that that is what love looks like on the cross. Uh, there's, there's maybe another transition that we might go through. We, we realize that we are uh, loved by God and, and it's his love that's better than any other kind of love. Uh, I think so the first transition is understanding that, that God has love. The second being an understanding that, that the love of God is better than the other kind of loves that we can get in the world. And, and so the way I would describe this for myself is uh, when I first used to do public speaking, so when I used to get up at school, I used to do it uh, in order to impress the people that I was speaking to. I, I would say some funny jokes, tell, tell them some funny stories in order to impress them, make them laugh, feel like they liked me. Uh, the first trend of understanding love means we, we don't necessarily uh, get a, an, an understanding of love that changes us. We're still kind of looking for love from people. Uh, so that next transition is understanding that God loves us. So we, we begin to realize this is a greater source of love. And so we begin to look for love from God, that actually God has a better love for us than a love that we can get from people. And so we begin to go after that. The way I describe that in public speaking is uh, learning to, to preach for me was about going from uh, having an audience of many to having an audience of one. 
So when I preach, I used to say I preach for an audience of one. I'm, I'm preaching for the approval of one. So, so I would say that's the second transition. You, you know that there's better love that comes not from people but from God. A third transition, and, and I think this is what it looks like to be fully clothed in love, is that I'm no longer preaching for an audience of one in order to receive his approval, but I know there is a Father in heaven who loves me. And so I step out from a place of being already approved. Uh, so much time in life is spent trying to impress other people, isn't it? <laughs> and it can be exhausting. Uh, lots of people don't like hanging out with people because they don't know what they think. And it's hard to know if they, they like you uh, or impressed by you. Uh, lots of people try and do lots of extravagant things in order to win the love of people. Once you realize that there's a better love and you no longer need to win that love, then uh, I think we go after that love. But if we're still looking to get approved of by God, we're still working in the same way the world works. You work hard and then you get a result. The, the way we are called to be clothed as Christians, clothed in love, is a way of uh, understanding we're approved and loved already. Uh, Paul says that, that God's love has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And as love is poured into our hearts, uh, that changes us, and it changes the way that we live in the world and what we live for in this world. So above all, clothe uh, your, yourself in love, Paul says. Uh, the, the only way we can be clothed in love is as God clothes us in his love. The only way we can be clothed in love is as God clothes us in love. When you get up in the morning, I'm thankful that you put on clothes. <laughs> Uh, we can't clothe ourselves in the love that God has for us. Well, what does he describe as the means for love being poured into our hearts? Through the Holy Spirit, love is poured into our hearts. I, I can say to you, uh, you are loved. God loves you. God loves you. But unless God clothes you, unless God reminds you that you are loved, that's just me saying words, and words can be empty. The only way we can be clothed is by His Spirit clothing us in love. And without this love, without the love of God, we are naked, cold, ashamed, angry, alone, and without hope. We are made for love. In, in our series, uh, which I've titled Supernatural, I've begun to get us to think about the world differently to the way that we experience it as a natural world in the kingdom of earth. That, that actually we live in a context where God is, is the king of heaven. And then as we pray on earth as it is in heaven, we're praying that the king's kingdom would invade earth and that our battle is not so much on earth as we see wars happening across the country, but it's against the, the spirits and the principalities of this world who, world who have their hearts set on war. And so we have uh, three sources of opposition, the, the world we live in, the, the, the flesh, uh, our own desire, and Satan, a, a work in the world. And so in the place of war, that's these three sources 
uh, of opposition to us following God and knowing love are at work. And so what's Satan's plan for us in this world? What's his plan for you? (laughs) Not love. Everything that looks like not love. And so we have kind of two choices in this world. We either follow the God who made us and has destined and planned and purposed us to experience love, or we follow Satan's plan for us because we're unaware of the spiritual realities that are influencing us towards not love. See, God wants you and I to know love and not just love in a small form, like a little taste, like a romantic love, but a deep seated life-changing love that's what god wants each of us to know satan's plan for for us is that we will be blind trapped ignorant worn out powerless distracted ineffective without hope lacking confidence and reliant on our own strength god's plan is love do you know the the number one obstacle to the church fulfilling its mission is the absence of love. The, the church in Corinth, they went after miraculous things. They went after prophecy. They went uh, seeking great miracles. And what does Paul say about this? He said, uh, good works and supernatural works without love are a clanging symbol. They're just noise. We can do lots of things to, to impress other people. We can do lots of things that, that feel like uh, they earn us favor with other people, but without love, those things are just noise. And so Paul here in 1 Corinthians is uh, encouraging us to work for something that is lasting, for, for something that is eternal. So if, if the world is, is continually in a state of flux and, and people are continually influenced by the, the, the world, the flesh, and, and the evil one, what is, what is the constant in this world? The, the constant in this world is, is not a human kind of love. Human love fades. We, we see lots of people saying, oh, I've just drifted, I've grown out of love. That, that kind of love fades But the kind of love that is constant now and forever is that that we are fully known by God and fully loved by God. If you look with me uh, in verse 12 uh, through 13, uh, we we see uh, what we experience now uh, versus what is in heaven and what is eternal. Uh, Now we, we experience things in a mirror dimly. Uh, think of yourself walking in the bathroom at, at night. Uh, you haven't turned the lights on. You, you look in the mirror. Without light, the, there's not really much of a reflection, right? Uh, so we, we experience things in a mirror dimly in this light. Uh, spiritual gifts uh, are for now. Uh, in heaven, we have perfect connection with each other and with God. We, we don't need spiritual gifts uh, in a mirror dimly is now but in heaven we will see things as they actually are on earth we, we see things according to our natural sight as God gives us 
spiritual gifts. He gives us glimpses, like in a mirror dimly, of what is of the kingdom of heaven, a foretaste of what is to come. Uh, now we have partial knowledge, partial understanding. Uh, if ever you go to a doctor and you've got a problem, uh, you, you realize that our hope that doctors know everything about the human body and the way it works is a, a false hope. Uh, they're the, some of the most studious people I know and have been given miraculous knowledge and understanding of how we as people work, and yet there's so much that's still unknown. We, we live in a place of partial knowledge. We have a partial knowledge of God, the God uh, who we can continue in all of our life to grow in the height, depth, width, and understanding of who He is. But in heaven, we'll have full knowledge. There'll be no need for spiritual gifts. Uh, now we experience faith, hope, and love. What's faith? Believing in what you cannot see. What's hope? Believing that God will do uh, what has not yet been done. It's a hope that is laid up in heaven. But once we're in heaven, what remains? This remains love. See, God's love is the thing that is constant, that is now and forever, that lasts. Uh, now and forever, uh, we are fully known and fully loved by God. That is what is a constant. He says, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues at the end of chapter 12. Uh, go after the greater gifts now. But then when we look forward to chapter 13 at the end there. He, he says, I know only part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known even as I have been fully known. Does anyone have them? someone that knows them fully? Uh, I, I would think that we might think someone knows us fully, but uh, no one ever fully knows a person. Uh, someone that we ha have a relationship with, We'll know the part of ourselves that we choose to reveal to them. But do we reveal all of our thoughts? Not necessarily. All of our hopes, not, not necessarily. Uh, with God, He fully knows us. And He loves us fully. So when Paul speaks of, of spiritual gifts, he, he, he says this little phrase, he, he Uh, he, he talks about the, the childish ways we, we see in verses 8 to 11. Uh, he says, love never ends, but all these will come to an end. Uh, then he says, uh, you'd remember, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. And so he talks about this transition from spiritual gifts being core to spiritual gifts no longer being needed. Some people have looked at this and gone, oh, well, spiritual gifts are just childish, but because we have what is complete uh, in Jesus, we no longer need spiritual gifts. But the completeness that he's actually pointing forward to is uh, the completeness that's found in heaven, uh, not on earth. So it's not, do, none of us know love 
in its fullness and so we have not yet released reached completeness and so the childish ways can't be the spiritual gifts uh, the, the childish ways he, he talks about is, is when we use something and, and delight in the thing rather than seeing the purpose of the thing so when prophecy or miracles are, are done the, the purpose of them is in order to help the church uh, and those who aren't in the church uh, have an understanding that they are loved by God who they cannot see. Why do we need spiritual gifts uh, in order to communicate this? Because God is in heaven. Yes, Jesus walked uh, the earth. He, he died and was raised and is reigning in heaven. But he gives us his spirit. Again, something we cannot see in order that through us something uh, that is called love is communicated to other people uh, and the means he gave for that love to be communicated is through spiritual gifts. So, so why does he then say go after the spiritual gifts? Remember how at the start I talked about the, the, the three kinds of love. You, you can kind of know about a love that is for you, that, that God so loved the world, that he gave his only son. Uh, you, you, can, you can begin to understand that that's love that applies directly to you. But then you can also be filled with that love. Spiritual gifts is how that happens. Uh, I, I think once you know the love that fills, uh, the, the desire for the gifts increases. And so why is this an encouragement for us this morning from 1 Corinthians 13? It's a... We need to be prepared for the marriage feast of the Lamb. What was that wedding about in, in the dream? It, it wasn't my wedding. It wasn't your wedding. It was that picture of what we are being prepared for. Uh, that we are actually being prepared for a banquet, a celebration, a wedding, where the church, that is us, we are the bride of Christ. Uh, sorry, guys, we're, we're the bride. <laughs> Uh, we're the bride of Christ being prepared for a wedding. Well, what does God want to encourage us with? That we need to be clothed in the right clothes. That is, we need to know a love that, that it is clothed on us. So what's, what does this look like? Uh, f first, taste and see that the Lord is good. Uh, I can tell you, uh, I can spend hours talking about his love how I've experienced his love, but unless you seek after and experience his love yourself, uh, you won't actually believe what I say. It'll just sound like words bouncing off the back of a room. Uh, that's why the Christian faith is different. You, you can't say, I'll, I'll, once I've experienced it, I will <laughs> give it a, a go and follow it. Yeah, actually, you've got, to, you've got to try it. It's got to be tried and tasted uh, and through that tasting, our hunger grows. So, so, what does, so, so what does his love look like? Uh, so love embraces hope, patience, kindness, truth, resilience, endurance, uh, faith, uh, and perseverance. And love resists envy, boasting, arrogance, rudeness, resentment, wrongdoing, anger that is a, isn't irritable and selfishness, uh, so not pursuing its own way. So God's plan in love is that it would look like this. 
Now, if you, if you look at this list and you're trying to live up to people's expectations of what love looks like, and this is the Christian expectation of what mature love looks like, uh, it's hard enough to do everything on the left, let alone not do everything on the right, to not envy, to not boast, to not be arrogant, to not be rude, to not be irritable. Uh, like, is there anyone here that doesn't find an irritable moment in their month? Like... Uh, if you don't, uh, maybe you're not surrounded by enough people. If I try and live up to this, I'm going to fail. If you try to live up to this, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're going to fail. And if you don't think you do, uh, give me five minutes with those who are closest to you and they, they will probably tell me about how you fail at this. The only way to live out love is to be clothed in a love that we can't put on ourselves. How is that love put on us through the spiritual gifts? As I exercise my gifts in the Spirit, I get to put clothes on you, clothes of love. That's why God gives us gifts, to clothe each other in love. As you look to God in worship and prayer, his delight, his delight is to clothe you in love. So my encouragement this morning is seek after the clothes that you can't put on yourself. <laughs> now let me pray. Uh, Lord God, thank you that, that you love us. Uh, thank you that you call us together in love. Uh, thank you, Lord, that the love uh, you offer us can't be bought in the store. Uh, thank you, Lord, that the love that you offer us is better than the love of this world. Uh, Lord, uh, we pray uh, for those here this morning who don't know of your love. As they open a door, as they... Uh, invite you uh, to bring love. We, we pray that you'll pour out your love in abundance. Uh, we, we pray for, for those here this morning who, uh, Lord, know uh, your love, uh, know of your love, uh, but are yet to know it in, in fullness. We pray, uh, Lord, uh, as we open ourselves to you, bring the, the height, the width, the depth, and the breadth of it by your Spirit. Uh, Lord, we pray for those uh, who are seeking to, to grow in your love and to be clothed by you in love. Uh, clothe us anew with your Spirit. And by your Spirit, clothe us in love. Amen.